going? I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another Live Across the Pond with my pontification partner, Andrew Henderson. Good afternoon, UK. Good morning, USA. And this morning, or this afternoon in the UK, I'm in Newark on Trent. And I like being on Trent. It's a very enjoyable experience to be on top of Trent and knowing exactly what I want to say to him every day. How about that? Newark on Trent. That's where you I know, am. Just to kind of verify what you already believe, in New Jersey, Newark is right next to Trenton. So <laughs> I don't go. think they were very creative in the new names of these colonial towns, yeah. villages. When, when I went to Broken Bow, I thought there wasn't a very intelligent man that said, well, oh, there's a Broken Bow. Let's call it Broken Bow. <laughs> That's that seems to be the way these people that came off those boats seem to name places, wasn't it? You know. Well, to be fair, Broken Bow was named uh, quite a bit later, like. Oh, okay. Yeah, like nearly two hundred years. I don't know when exactly Newark was founded. Probably, you know, seven late sixteen hundred, seventeen hundred. Broken Bow would not have been named until eighteen eighties. And it had to do but with Newark a broken a broken bow, as in a bow and arrow. Okay, so Newark in New Jersey, Jim, I think you're referring to, but originally New York was New Amsterdam, wasn't it? Correct, absolutely. Yeah, you just decided you didn't like the Dutch, so let's ditch them and let's go for York in the UK. How about that? I have no idea. It must have been. Turns out it wasn't there. uh, No, uh, you missed it by a few couple of decades, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I thought for a long time I was born 150 years too late. Now I realize I was born for this time. But first, we have to address something that you sent out that appeared to be good news. And it is good news, but it's old news. Because the state of Oklahoma, you sent that note that it was breaking. Oklahoma is now going to require voter ID in order to vote. Well, I called my friend, Senator Casey Murdoch. And he said, Trent, we've been doing that for nearly 20 years. In fact. Right. He, so why why the statement then? So is no, that no. just to make people, that's just to make people uh, think that um, something is changing in election laws when it, in, it isn't really? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, it's, it's to create confusion and chaos. Yeah. But I have to tell this funny story because it's something I can relate to right here in Sherman County, Nebraska. He said, in fact, Trent, I got a great story. My mother, who goes to church with uh, like 15 people, and that unfortunately there's a lot of times there's 15 people in our rural churches. Anyway, she went to vote and the fellow church ladies were there. They, They get together every week at church and church functions. And they would not let her vote until she went home to get her ID. <laughs> I think that's well, a great story know, that summarizes a lot. I, I, it is a great story, but it's also very worrying that um, that that sort of news comes out when it's actually old news like that. That really does quite worry me. And, oh, absolutely. Um, uh, and I, I also. I don't know whether you're seeing this because that's now worrying me about the other stuff that's coming out. Because okay, okay. Let me, before you go farther, I want to set yeah. the stage, and I should have brought the picture because you forwarded to me 
in, in a direct message. I don't know if he put it in the public or not, but he forwarded to me in a direct message. There was a picture of the current governor, Kevin Stitt, from Oklahoma, who I think is a good governor. Yeah. And it says, breaking Oklahoma, now going to require voter ID. So right away, I, I needed to call my friend, Senator Casey Murdoch. Anyway, and I said, is this new news or what's going on with this? He said, Trent, we, we've been doing that for more than almost 20 years. Yeah, you've just said that before. And I'm saying that's very worrying. Because but I, my, my I point in, in sharing it is they didn't just find an old story when it happened 20 years ago because they had a no. picture of the current governor, Kevin Stitt, which tells me that the intent is to create chaos. Well, that doesn't create chaos, does it? What it might do is it might stop others. It, well, it should It should. It should mean that other states will strive to do the same. So, if it was to create chaos, it might create what we want in this respect because it will make other states say, "Well, if they've done it, we should do it as well." But I, I'm hoping that's what would happen. I, I look at this, and we have to we have to provide ID to vote. It's obvious mm. that you should, you know, if you if you need an ID to go on an airplane, you need ID to go to a doctor's, you need ID um, to leave the country, then to ask you to have ID to vote to prove who you are, it's, it's certainly not, uh, you know, a, an imposition. And, and anybody that tries to argue that it is, is, well, it's laughable, really. But the other thing is that we are seeing a massive increase, Trent, but this worries me, given what you've just said of people admitting election fraud in America. And people are actually getting um, tried and convicted of election fraud. I'm seeing that. But whether that is real or how old that news is, I don't know. And that worries me a bit because maybe people are being led into a false sense of security that things are actually happening around your stolen elections that maybe aren't happening. That's the, you know, you you've sort of said to me before that, as far as you're aware, nobody has banned any of these machines. Is that right? You're pretty no, that's correct. That, aren't you? But again, yeah. and I had this conversation with a good senator. You know, we talked about how they have every they're doing everything right in Oklahoma in terms of voting, showing an ID. But in the state of Nebraska and South Dakota, North Dakota, uh, our contract is with Microsoft. To, from ESNS, who owns the software machine or owns the machines and the software that records the data. And then we put it on a Microsoft cloud before it goes between the polling state, the county, actually, the county clerk and the secretary of state. So you can have everything done right at the local precinct still and it still, still manipulates the data. But still, why is it then that you've told me that one of the members of your family? have gone and had training in counting uh, um, paper ballots. What's That's the, the point? answer. Yeah, but what's the, you, yeah, but you what count by hand? Yeah, no, 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 no. What's the point of that if that's not what actually happens? Like, this, is the, this is what confuses me. Why, why would you train somebody in counting by hand if it doesn't actually happen? It has why happened that, what's the in point? many counties in Missouri. But once you count by hand, you don't put the data into the same software system the software system is only to count the votes automatically instead of counting them by hand so then you don't put the data in the same b pro is actually the company that we're talking about here with the microsoft partnership you don't put the the votes on the cloud so that they can be manipulated 
you get them to the Secretary no, of State in a way other than no, the no, cloud. No, no. You, you are still confusing me. So if in Nebraska, all mm -hmm. of the, you just use Nebraska, if everybody's vote goes to the cloud first, what is the point, if that's what happens in Nebraska, what is the point in teaching people how to count balance by hand? Because they're never going to be counted by hand in Nebraska. What's the point of teaching them in the first place? So that you bypass the ESNS machines and the B Pro software that manipulates the data, you do not no, no, use get, the no, no, cloud you're, to get you're the saying data it's to not the going to be state. Yeah, but you're telling me that, that it, there's no law allowing that to happen, is there? You're not going to be allowed to count them manually because the, 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 the contract isn't with the, with you locally; it's with somebody in a cloud somewhere. So what you're actually telling me is they've been trained to do something that isn't going to happen. Is that not what you're saying to me? The Secretary of State has repeatedly told counties that it is a violation of statute to count votes by hand. We need one county to step forward to count the votes by hand and do this the right way instead of relying on this contract with a manipulative software system. You still haven't answered my question because you're sounding like a very good politician here. My question is... That I've answered your county, question every time. You're not hearing me. I am. So I'm going to ask you it one more time and then you can tell okay. me yes or no. If your county counts them by hand and your secretary of state says it's illegal to count them by hand, are those votes going to count in this next election? I don't know. We need to find out. We need some oh. county with the kahunas to say we're going to do it this way. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that is... Now, now you come to the answer. So what you're saying is you don't even know whether those votes will count. Wow. So what I'm saying is that the Secretary of State is completely out of line, clearly trying to hide something, and we need counties to take a stand and say, no, we are going to make sure our vote counts because at this point, your vote doesn't matter. You have so, to fix uh, that at, at the transfer level. Yeah, but what happens if they just say your votes don't count because you're not... Uh, That's what they're saying now. If they're manipulating the data to whatever the algorithm wants it to be, they're already saying that your vote doesn't count. They're just telling you a lie that you are actually being counted. Right. So we'll wait and see what happens. Is that what's going to happen in your county? They're going to actually count them by hand, you think? No, I've not got verification from my county that they're going to do that, but they haven't said they're not going to do that. There are, I would estimate, between four and five potential counties in the state of Nebraska that could do this. Very interesting. And wow. there are what counties in Missouri in. currently doing it. And there are counties in South Dakota that are doing it. It just takes a few brave counties and it'll it'll make its way. We the people. And that's where we'll pick it up when we come back with We the People with a victory last night in Kearney, Nebraska. Andrew Henderson, Trent Luce, across the pond. More after this. The reason these people are nitrogen efficient is they've lost the ability to convert these precursors, amino acids, and substrates that are in all of these other nitric oxide products into nitric oxide. So what do we do that's different? Number one, we actually produce nitric oxide. Everybody can't make it, we do it for you. Number two, we restore the oral microbiome, which is responsible for generating nitric oxide, and we restore the function of the enzyme in the lining of the blood vessel. There's no other product technology in the world who does what, what that does, what we do. Welcome to our energy future, where safety and progress work hand in hand. 
carbon capture and storage has been safely used for 30 years. The technology has been further refined by UND's Energy and Environmental Research Center and is being applied by the state's coal industry. Advanced safety protocols ensure carbon capture and storage from the state's power plants is worry-free and safeguards communities and the environment. Safety isn't just a word to us, it's a promise to you and the generations to come. Learn more at coalandcapture.com. Hello and welcome to the MHA Interpretive Center. It's the perfect stop along the Lewis and Clark Trail and the cultural hub of the Mandan, Hidaadza, and Arikara Nation. Nestled along the shores of Lake Sagagawea in Newtown, North Dakota, one mile west of the Four Bears Casino. You can enjoy amphitheater performances, art exhibitions, and educational workshops utilizing our Living Cultural Center. Enjoy some coffee, browse our gift shop, and learn about the original people of this land. Learn more at mhanation.com slash interpretive center. Stop out to our facility, Highway 22 South, let us build a truck for you. These Flug Trailers of Dickinson is a family-owned dealer with expert staff that know their products front to back. We stock over 150 units of all types and can custom order a trailer with the unique features and capabilities you require for brands you can trust. Our experienced service team is the reason we're also the best place to have your trailer customized or repaired. Count on Base Flug Trailers of Dickinson to keep you hauling. I've spent the last quarter century of my life trying to connect food producers to food consumers, and there's a place that just does it naturally. The history and the tradition, more importantly the culture of the National Western Stock Show and Rodeo in Denver, Colorado each year creates that opportunity. The culture is on display, and the nation's resource providers in Denver, Colorado, January 2024. Keep track of the details and schedule at nationalwestern.com. Look, so see these cows here, Fred. Welcome back. Live across the pond, Trent Luce, Andrew Henderson, and the production partners that we have. I have to give kudos to what? The back, the room back, boys. back room boys. Back it was back November back. the second. November the second, twenty ten, that the Oklahoma ballot initiative. I think he said seven thirty four passes, which shows or it makes sure that you show a proof of identity in order to vote. And uh, Andrew is a little taken back that only seventy four percent of the people voted to pass that. That's a that's a landslide in our elections in today's world. Yeah, I suppose that means that 25, 24 or 25% government, that they didn't want people to know who they were. That's uh, 
26 a, to be exact. That's quite an admission. 26. Didn't know. Yeah. Didn't want people to know who they were. There you go. Or they didn't know who they so were, and they didn't know how to prove it. So there we go. All right. So where are you speaking, from? I'm, well, I'm singing me Bob from, from Oklahoma. Anyway, I'm from Tishomingo. Okay. So uh, <laughs> last night I made my way to Kearney, yeah. Nebraska, and it's going to take a little setting this up, Andrew, because for the last week or so I've been getting a ton of correspondence via text and emails and different social media postings that in October, the Kearney, Nebraska City Council had voted to enact a violation of the Second Amendment that was very unconstitutional. And so the, the, it, the what they actually did was, I'm going to go back one step farther. You know that we passed a, a, a law this year in the state of Nebraska, went into effect on August the 1st, that has a constitutional carry. You no longer need to get a permit and to carry a concealed weapon. You have the constitutional right to carry a concealed weapon. As a result, and I should say firearm, but as a result, Kearney City Council decided they were going to make some adjustments and put up more gun, gun-free gun zone signs around on uh, public property, particularly in buildings. They did a poor Gun job. Okay, so zone. it's interesting that you zero in on that because what's extremely interesting is that on November the 29th, 1990, under George Herbert Walker Bush, we passed the first Gun-Free Zone Act on this day in 1990. How ironic is it today happens to be the anniversary of that. In 1995, it was ruled unconstitutional by the Supreme Court. It was then manipulated. And if you look at the data on what has happened with school shootings since the passage of the Gun-Free Zone Act, it's quite don't, disheartening. Don't there were basically three school shootings that involved fewer than six people prior to 1990 and since that point in time the data is absolutely unbelievable on what has happened with school shootings and if it, this is widely debated and if you go i've searched this morning for my column uh the government even tries to manipulate whether it's a mass shooting whether it's an active shooter whether it's a gun-free zone but the data is pretty clear when you post a sign that says this is a gun-free area you're going you're to be attracting people, with you're attracting people <laughs> that know there will be a path of no resistance. That's quite clear. All of that said, that, that's the background. The, in October, this Kearney City Council passed what was perceived as a violation of the Second Amendment. I'm not saying it's not because it was done by consent. They didn't have any public comment. There was no public notice to the people. And that transparency is what really led to the problem. There were more than 100 people present last night in Kearney. It was very exhilarating, actually, to watch 24 people. I got a picture of every person who stood up and spoke there. I don't have a picture of myself, but I did stand up and speak my mind for three minutes. And I have a clip. I'm actually going to show this clip because I think it's quite relevant. The first vote in October by the city council was three to zero to enact this ordinance wasn't even a law, it's an ordinance to post signs for gun-free zones in the city of Kearney. Now, why was it three to zero? Two voting members were not present at that meeting. I wanted to show 
the vote last night rescinding the or the uh, ordinance, not only the ordinance, I think it was 179, but also rescinding an amendment because what they thought they would do to fix it because of the uproar is put an amendment on there and actually name the buildings where you could have you could not possess a firearm. And here, Stan Klaus, the mayor of Kearney, Nebraska, takes the reins. And somebody wants to do something, they're going to do it. Um, so with that, I'm going to make a motion and we'll see if it has a second or not. Uh, so I move to deny resolution 2023-149A, amending resolution 149 and rescind resolution 2023-149. It was approved at the December, October 10th, 2023 city council meeting regarding the replacement of conspicuously placed signage on public access city buildings pertaining to the carrying of weapons. Do I have a second? Second. Okay, so motion is second. Hey, Mayor Klaus? Yes. Nicola? Aye. Moore? No. Bush Cutter? No. Lear? Aye. Thank you. Okay, thank you everyone for attending. Got a little uh, motion to deny the resolution and have it send uh, the previous resolution. So I just thought it was worthy to show that voter three to two, it is rescinded. And here's my final thing I want to say about Andrew, then I want your take on it. It is clear that this city council revisited this issue because we, the people, stood up. And you can make the argument that we shouldn't allow ourselves to have a back against the wall. But when people recognize what was going on, they did show up. And the most heartwarming part about this entire endeavor is the number of veterans that were present to say, hey, this is what I risk my life for to protect our freedoms. You cannot take them away from us at the local level. So all was in it was just a very positive evening in all respects last night in Kearney, Nebraska. Well, I hope you fantastic news but i hope you took note of the two idiots that still voted against the will of the people i mean at I the did. end of the day you did i mean at the end of the day if you think about it if you're a country where uh, everybody has the right to bear arms to protect their family you can't say but only there or over there you can't i mean it's ludicrous and you know and guns haven't got a mind of their own you know they, you don't walk around and all of a sudden it bleeps in your pocket and says you're not allowed here, Mr. Gun. That's just ridiculous. You're the right, you either have a right to bear arms or you don't. And um, what a pathetic, what, what a waste of everybody's time that was. I mean, come on. But your point where you say that we're gun free zones, I mean, look at Chicago. Well, you've only got to look at any Democrat run city to know that the worst. The mo more stringent the gun laws, the worse the gun violations. It's, um, you know, it's there for all to see. There's nobody that could possibly argue any differently. Um, you've got no protection in those places because only the criminals have got them. That's the uh, the obvious answer. And then, um, you know, I, I'm, you know what I thought five years ago? Well, thank goodness America has still got its guns because the absolute tyranny that's going on worldwide because people haven't got guns is unbelievable. Yesterday, in our COVID inquiry trend, one of our ministers, um, who I believe um, hasn't got big kahoolies, 
he's not he's got little tiny kahoolies actually because he's absolutely thomas crappering it he is thinking uh uh there's a wind there's a wind of change here if that's the right phraseology and people are going to get to the truth so i might as well tell everybody what the truth was and he actually told the uk covid inquiry that covid was man made and it and he was going to to go into the fact that maybe millions of people had been killed worldwide until the guy running the inquiry stopped him from saying it. This was a minister of our crowd who all of a sudden has decided he might be on the wrong team, Trent. And his mm. kahoolies were getting pretty, pretty worried because one way or another, somebody's going to string him up. Can can and, uh, we just agree that this these are kahunas, not kahoolies? I, I don't I don't want to have kahoolies. I've got well, kahunas. Look, look, I, I all I've ever wanted to do, Trent, is to create a new word in English that you haven't <laughs> created. Okay, and all you do is every As, time kahunas I isn't it, even English; it's Spanish. It's, but, but kahunas, kahoolies, does it matter? You know exactly what I'm referring to. It's just a play on yeah. words. You know exactly what I'm trying to uh, say. You know the words we can't say. Surely I'm allowed to express in in a way you do understand without yeah. quite getting the right. Queen's That's English fine. right. Okay. But you have to bring it up and point out to people that I have not got the pronunciation quite. And the fact that you're so vitriolic that you can pronounce Kahunas correctly. Kahunas. I know this because I had a boy named Kahunas once. I can say that on a beaver moon because he's the last day of the beaver moon. <laughs> Uh, I, Andrew, I, I, I don't want to. I want to go back and and just revisit something that you said that is an easy summation of the two people who did not vote to rescind this ordinance. I I can speak for. I'm not. I'm not speaking. Uh, I'm not standing up for them. But I will tell you their reason for voting against it. I can just tell by how, what their conversation that they had leading up to this was that they felt they had put forth an amendment that was a balance between what the people wanted, which was a rescind it. And they put forth an amendment, which was 179A, which named, actually named the places. And they thought that was the balance and the compromise. That's why they voted no. I don't agree with them. But. I just want no. to make sure that was they're good. They're like, live across the pond. It's a good time to go. say we're regaining control from the farmer. Kahunas or not, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs>